All right. Good morning and welcome to another episode of Crystal Clear by way of Oasis of Infinity. And as I mentioned last week, I was going to have a guest today and um, she's with us. Uh, this is my sister, my cousin, and um, more or less like a sister, even though we were raised cousins. And her name is, well, what, what, okay, let me um, let you introduce yourself. So go ahead, sister. Hello, everybody. My name is Sequoia Moss. Um, I have many other names, but I think that'll be as simple as I'll go today. Okay, perfect. Yeah, because I didn't know. I was like, well, let me let her introduce herself because I don't know what we should call her today. And But yes, I, I like that. Let's start off with Sequoia. So I'm pretty much going to uh, hand you the floor and I will follow your lead. This is my first experience um, with having a guest on the show. So I will critique myself and also take... Um, uh, constructive criticism for others as I move forward. Um, but go ahead, Sequoia, we're going to pretty much let you take the floor and um, I will follow your lead in uh, what will be the topic of discussion today. Okay. Oh, today I just want to touch bases on um, mental health and other things like self-healing, self-care, boundaries, um, just really growth, like what does real growth look like? I hear a lot of people say that they're growing or they are experiencing growth, but what does that really look like? Like um, I see people feeling like maybe financially they grew or they grew, it could be physically, but when we talk about growth, it's really a spiritual aspect there that a lot of people don't even touch. Um, principles, universal laws that people don't even go into or dive into that really help you grow mentally, spiritually, and as well as physically. Okay. Um, when I was listening to your introduction, a couple of questions came to mind. Now, uh, one of the questions, uh, and a lot of times I base my questions in some of my own experiences. Um, I always like to reiterate that I would, I never uh, speak on or question things that I haven't actually experienced. And um in my experience with my growth and healing, a lot of times in various communities, but I can only speak to our community because this is the community I was raised in, uh, we're not given certain tools. And, or, you know, we, we, we're kind of put out into the world without the tools needed to build a um, healthy relationship with ourselves as well as uh, uh uh, the, the just basically the basic tools needed for healing. How, what do you think about that? I believe that's true. Um, with my journey so far um, with recovery and um, recovering from drinking, and I'm, as I'm about to hit my 90 days, I've explored into many different aspects of what healing is through therapy, um, because growing up dysfunctionally, a lot of times our homes are dysfunctional. We don't um, understand how to properly cope with life. 
or things that happen along the way, how to heal from traumas, um, self-regulation. Um, there's a lot of different things. And I was introduced to a group called ACA, which is um, Adult Children's of Alcoholics and Dysfunctional Families. It's actually interesting because like a lot of people uh, push these other 12 steps and all these other things, but like this is for like my own personal growth is learning how to have proper relationships, having secure boundaries that are good for me and also sets the boundary with the other person so that I'm not feeling like I'm saying yes when I don't want to say yes. Um, not using relationships to heal and feel the abandonment or feeling pain and despair because usually what happens is a cycle that keeps happening over and over again to where I put myself into the cycle of being victimized because I was victimized when I was younger. Um, and when you don't have the tools and you can't properly see your perspective is only so big until you start to learn and apply what you're learning. I completely agree. And when I <clears throat> listen to you speak, it puts me in the thought of, um, it puts me in the thought of, of your environment being everything, right? And um, when we, during our adolescent years, and if I remember correctly, one through five are really important. And those are the years that you're like a sponge and you're absorbing so many things. And if you're placed in certain environments, and we know that a lot of the environments that we were placed in are by design. And so you you just, when you're placed in those environments and you don't know what anything else looks like, like for example, in the areas of addiction, I was, my mother was, um, my earliest memories of my mother, she was addicted to crack cocaine. And many people, I'm 43 years old, many people who came through that era of the late 70s and the early 80s can possibly um, agree with me that either a parent or a family member was part of that, I'm going to call it the crack cocaine movement, because it was a movement that was placed in our communities. And so... And I'm saying that to say my mother went through those very 12-step programs that you're speaking of, and none of them were successful. So it brings me joy to listen to you speak of um, other therapy sessions that they've added because they've obviously figured out that it's bigger than um, just the 12-step program. What do you think? Sure. I agree because um, a lot of times, because even with my grandmother and my mother both suffer from addiction. So it was no brainer when I felt like I was drinking too much to, it took a second to admit you have a problem or if you need help. Um, especially when you come from a background of being a strong black woman, you, you can't fail. It's like, it's seen as a weakness asking for help. So um, taking that step just to build and ask for help, it opened up my avenues to give me better tools. Um, it could, like with ACA and AA and A, they have so many a, different A's. Uh, they have sex, sex anonymous, uh, cocaine anonymous, gamblers anonymous. They have anonymous, eating anonymous. Like they have so many different um, groups to go to and it's just seeing what really fits you. And for me, I realized 
I was coping with alcohol. I really didn't have a drinking problem. It was alcohol became a problem. It was because I didn't know how to cope with pain and well, you trauma. Just wanna, it, it was, it's like you just don't want to feel certain things. And we all know that, you know, at one point, alcohol was used as a numbing agent back in the, the, what is it? The Cal, is it, am I, the Western days, right? Mm -hmm. as, as a, as a um, numbing agent for wounds, right? So we can, mm -hmm. uh, we can obviously see how that could numb out the pain of day-to-day -day life. Correct. And it does. I mean, it, it, it not only does it numb out the bad feelings, it numbs out the good ones too. And that was something I want to get more in, in touch with my feelings, get more in depth with um, realizing why the past was affecting me now, why past situations or every relationship kind of seemed like it ended in the same way. And the only common denominator was myself. So for me to actually take a open up and to really open up and look at myself, um, it was eye-opening to see patterns in myself, um, looking into my shadow self, looking at um, different events and just really seeing how I contributed to it and taking responsibility for myself. Uh, and it, it, it's been enlightening. And it's something I really appreciate that I took the time to do because as I look now, um, circumstances really have changed in who I want around in my circle. Um, what I'm willing to accept, how far I go for things that I feel like I want. Um, it gave me a sense of self-esteem because I'm working towards something that is bettering myself every single day. Taking a moment in the morning just to do meditation and prayer and, and sit with myself. And therapy, people think therapy is just like sitting down talking to someone. I've done um, biofeedback, um, brain paint, sound therapy, music therapy, um, group therapy, like there's so many ways to do therapy and, and trauma therapy. Trauma therapy helped me, oh my God, immensely. Like that was the, the thing that really helped me to understand about my traumas and how they were affecting me every day and how I was coping. Cause I'm, alcohol was my solution to get through everything that I was going through. Even with accomplishing things, that's not a, a healthy way of coping so just really looking at me and where I was and how I was thinking and the way that I was living life just to get through every day instead of just facing these traumas, it, it affected me really in every level, every aspect of my life, not dealing with it. It's like walking around, sweeping stuff under the rug and eventually someone jumped on top of it and it was me having to jump on top of it to get all the dust out and actually really clean it up. Okay, so as I said, I know I walked away, but as I said, um, I'm actually learning from this, right? So what I've just learned is I need to take notes when my uh, guests are here so that I can go back and touch on the things that stood out when you were speaking. So what stood out is the part about we can't just have conversations. Now that is huge, right? And the reason I'm bringing this up is I'm a victim of this. I, I And I know many of us are, but 
we tend to, when we're going through a situation when, with trauma and when, and when, al- when we're alcohol induced, I know for me, that's when we want to talk and we just, you know, now we, we have that confidence to say anything that's, that we've been suppressing, right? And we tend to, we will contact our friends, which is great to speak to friends and friends are always supportive, but there gets to be a point where, as you, as you stated, conversations are just not enough. We have to take it to the next step of therapy. And one thing that, that stood out was this, did you say sound therapy or music therapy? What? Both of those. I've done both. Um, they're, okay. they're amazing. Yes, the sound therapy. And if it's okay with you, I know um, this is, is the platform is for you today, but I wanted to share um, a sound therapy situation that happened to me and it, it opened up a, a door of my life without me even knowing. So um, when we go into the sound therapy, I was, I, I've had some some days when I have dealt with alcohol and um, not to the point where I checked myself into a program, but maybe I should have, um, but I was able to kind of conquer it on my own. But what actually took me to the next step was I went to a concert and it was a reggae concert. And if anyone knows about reggae music, reggae music is based in acoustic. Did I say that correctly? Mm-hmm. Acoustic music. And so, and there's a vibration that reggae music has in it. And it goes like zoop, zoop, zoop. So I went to the Ziggy Marley concert and I'm going to go really fast because I want to give the floor back to you. And at the end of the concert, this is my first time experiencing reggae music. They sent that that noise into the crowd, the vibration is zoop, zoop. And immediately it's like that hit my inner soul and I couldn't move. And from that day on, I was... I had started, it opened up a different channel in my life of healing and I wanted more of that. And I started listening to meditation music, to binarial beats. And I really started to understand the art of music and what it was designed for. And it was designed for healing. I'm going to give it to you. That is so true. Because even um, there's been studies done, like you can, even with your words, your words are vibrations as well. So speaking, when people say speak life and speak positivity, they've done the rice test where you put rice in two different jars and you speak to one and you say good things to it and you can speak to another one and and say negative things. And the one that is spoken to positively doesn't change, but the one that is spoken to negatively, it actually has really horrible changes and you can actually see it the same thing with um vibration because it, it like i said sound all sounds are vibration they have the snowflake effect or water effect they have both of these you can see them on youtube's where if you vibrate um the higher the vibration because the vibration goes up to a thousand um the higher the vibration um you actually have different results so i actually have wrote this down too because it is really crazy where you can look at where vibration is at so 1000 is the highest right okay the lowest on here is shame which is at a 20 hertz shame guilt apathy grief fear desire those are low vibrations anger pride have you researched this have you ever checked 
and seeing what vibration, and we can talk about this again, but this is just an idea for you, the vibration of rap music. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, I w- I'm going to write that down. Yes, I'm going to yes. look that up because I know that it's actually at a lower vibration, which is what, and it actually, if you think about it, because vibration can switch water and we're about 75% water. So you yes. can only imagine how it affects us on a cellular level. Like even, because if you think about how the water is affected by the moon and gravitational pulls, yes. like yes. our bodies, we're all, it's a connection that is so much bigger than us that the people don't look into that. So sound yeah. therapy has been big for me. Um, usually I play peace, which is at 600, joy, which is 540, love, okay. which is at 500, and reason at 400. But I sometimes will put the 1,000 on while I'm sleeping sometimes just to give myself the ultimate cellular healing. But yes. Um, so this would explain why, uh, so spoken word, this yes. would explain why spoken word is such a healing um, um, act because spoken word is speaking a higher vibration into the crowd of the people and coming from a high vibration of the, the, the spoken word speaker. Exactly. It, wow. it really is amazing how just little, little things like this that people don't even pay attention to, that people don't grasp and understanding that our words are very powerful. Um, if I say, like for me, I really don't like how Alcoholic Anonymous wants you to forever identify as an alcoholic. Um, I don't find that being a high vibration. Like I, I like I had told him, I said I would rather say I'm a member of AA or I am um, in recovery before I would say I'm an alcoholic. And say, imagine saying that 50 years later, I'm an alcoholic, but I haven't picked up one drink. Right, right. Because it puts you, it puts you back in that. It's just, it's, it's everything that's around the word alcohol and attached to it. And it brings back like certain traumas. Exactly. So like, even that it's like fear, it's that fear base. Instead of me saying I'm a recovered person, I'm a human being. I am, I am sober. I've been sober this many days instead of I'm an alcoholic because I I don't see myself as that any longer. Like I or when I identify I had a problem with alcohol, being able to just say, okay, yeah, maybe I am an alcoholic. But even just looking at it furthermore, it was really my coping skill, my solution through pain, trauma, and just the way life was going. A lot of times we, life is not fair. And being able to deal with life on life's terms and being able to cope is very healthy but having healthy mechanisms to do it, like the gym, yoga. Oh yeah, when we did um, sound therapy, we had um, this meditation, we did fire breathing. And that's when I've, I've already been into different pranas, but we, when we did fire breathing, you can literally feel your kundalini going from your head to your toes. You literally can feel it because prana is like, it's like a drug in itself. Air, oxygen is a drug of itself. So if you're able to intake it in certain methods while you're meditating, it gives you the euphoric effect that alcohol and drugs give people all the time. Right. And it it takes you to a spiritual level because if, you know, if we address alcohol in its correct name, it's actually spirits, right? Exactly. So when we invite 
high levels of alcohol into our system, we're inviting what they call free radicals, but we're going to stick to it being spirits because it is. It's certain spirits that are attached to alcohol and it comes in and it, it, and it, it unbalances your, your elevated spirits, which, are, which you are able to achieve through breathing mechanisms and drinking and flushing your system with water and herbs. Exactly. And it's the same thing when people, when they're talking about, some people use sex instead of drugs and they'll go from partner to partner and even using condoms, there's STDs, spiritual transmitted diseases. People take on the spiritual aspect of another person. Spiritual connections to certain things that are low vibrations, especially when it's, especially sex, when it's not connected to someone you actually care about or love and you're not building and growing with that person. Just meaningless sex is just as bad as drugs and alcohol. Yes. Yes, because you walk away and it's it's an energy exchange. And now it's, it's, it's it goes kind of goes back to the conversations. You know, when we are having conversations with each other, it's an energy exchange. And over time, if if the other person it doesn't really have an exchange of negative energy, but your only exchange is negative, you become a burden on that person. Exactly. on their spirit exactly and it's really it's crazy how all these things that because we right now we live in a very like right now we're in an opiate ep- epidemic and then we have high numbers of people using alcohol and benzos and um and we're in a hookup generation to where people are just hooking up and you really look at it it's like and it's become the norm and it it should it's never been the norm right not at all but like right now the way that people are vibrating so low even with their food um i rarely see anyone exercising everyone's going to go get a bbl um people don't want to have to do the work they want instant gratification instead of actually having to do the work to actually heal on the inside instead of just on the outside. Right, right. Well, we are at uh, 22 minutes, so if it's okay, I'm going to go ahead and pull a, um, a card for the energy of the podcast and also let you build off that for about the next, we'll go about 10 more minutes, so about um, 35 minutes, if that's okay. Okay. I was shuffling the cards the whole time, so one moment. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. This speaks to the uh, energy of this podcast. So I picked up from my Oracle deck, which is a psychic um, tarot Oracle deck and the green border here, which is the, the emotional, um, the emotions and it's memories of love. So this kind of puts me in the thought process. There's three candles lit here and the person is placing the candles into the water like into a river so we're speaking on emotions and it puts me in the mind frame of the the title that you spoke of of not wanting to have memories of alcohol but here memories of love you want to talk a little more about that yeah because I I feel like all these things do affect us on emotional but then when the green what first thing that popped in my mind when you said green was the heart chakra um dealing in love is a high vibration and memories a lot of times some of us have dysfunctional relationships and not understanding that it stems from your childhood Mm -hmm. because 
that's when you, like you said, one through five is the most important age. That's when you form your attachment um, style. A, a lot of us don't know our different attachment styles, but usually you would want to have a secure attachment style. Um, but a lot of times through life, we have an anxious and avoidant or ancient, anxious avoidant um, attachment And nervous, style. nervous energy. A lot Correct. of it come from many environments that are grounded in nervous energy. And I recall not even understanding why I felt the way that I felt and I just couldn't figure it out as I grew exactly. up. Yeah, and you see a lot of people with that, like it, it, looking at your love life or remembering how love was given because it doesn't have to necessarily be relationship. It could be the relationship with your parents, your siblings, your family members friends and that's why I was like with boundaries like what as you get older and you start realizing or as you start spiritually growing you start learning how to put boundaries with people um there's certain things you have to set boundaries with your parents with your friends even with yourself sometimes yes setting boundaries is very important especially when it comes to love because love starts within yourself and a lot of times when we get didn't get poured into when we we're younger a lot of us are trying to operate in a, with an empty cup or a half-filled cup instead of learning how to fulfill ourselves. Some people go into relationships, and I know I have before, go into a relationship, and you kind of become what that person wants, thinking that that's going to make them happy, and you forget about your own happiness. Yes. So, like, just really remembering love is a good thing to really look back and sit there and critique yourself, like, what what did I put into this? What did I receive? Is this the love that I accept? And it doesn't matter who it's from. Like being able to have that confidence, self-esteem stems all in love because operating in love is actually a healing in itself instead yeah. of if people say uh, eye for an eye. No, like operate in love. So, karma is real. People can do stuff as much as they want to, but eventually it's going to come back on them. It's right. going to, they're going to pay for everything regardless right. because usually they're operating in a very low vibration and that's what they're going to attract. That's what they're going to manifest into their life. But operating in love and, and just because you operate in love doesn't mean you're a doormat either. You can, that's why setting boundaries is important. And it's interesting that you, uh, the operating in love and the fact that um, Bob Marley, that is what he stressed in all of his music, all of his yeah. music was love based. And it's interesting that it's his son's concert that I went to that actually opened up a, a different avenue for me. So that love, that operating in love is powerful. Yes. And you see it like, and being able to operate in forgiveness instead of resentment resentment yeah. only hurts yourself it doesn't hurt the other person because half the time people don't even care like they, and not they don't care. even know how to care for that exactly. matter you know so operating and just doing this for yourself to operate in love that way you manifest things that are for you being able to manifest higher prosperities and abundance in everything in every avenue that you touch it is very powerful operating in peace being peaceful within other out anything outside of yourself really can affect you when you're operating in love, peace, and joy. 
there's nothing outside of you that can affect you because you realize it's so anything outside of yourself is so out of your control. It definitely is. It's it's kind of like you know India Re has a song "I Am Light," and you know you just continuously remind yourself that you're a light. You know what I mean, and and walk in that energy. You're you're nothing. You're not these titles. You're a light. Right. We're not our bodies. We're not the outer appearances. What's on the inside is what really counts. And that's what really shows. That's what attracts me to people when they have that inner light within them that is just lit. It's lit. (laughs) And you're able to really feel the vibration and the energy. Their aura is just lit up. And I'm attracted to those type of people. The people that are, I call energy vampires that will suck that light because they don't have it and they aren't willing to work it for themselves I avoid them I set my boundaries um but operating in peace love and joy it's it's beautiful to be able to be peaceful within finding your sacred space within you and in your race she she my favorite man she is she's amazing and um so in closing if there was anything, any word of, and we'll say enlightenment, I don't want to say advice because I feel like being enlightened, is it just feels better. If there was any uh, enlightenment that you could give to our, our family, our listeners, what would you advise them from your personal experience? Um, for me, I would say... In the areas of, I guess I should have broke that down. In the areas of beginning, first being able to, let's let's identify that there needs to be a change and take action. What would what would be your advice on the those two things? Um, radical honesty, because hmm. once you're honest with yourself there's no hiding or sitting there alienating anything self in self-defeat or self-denial once you're radically honest with yourself. I like that. Radically honest. That is powerful. And so we can agree that honesty, which isn't, it, you know, it's not easy, but you know, anything worth having is worth working for is what I've always heard. But once we inquire a level of honesty into our lives, I feel that we see things through a different set of glasses. And when you see things through a different set of glasses, then you move in a different energy. Correct. It changes your worldview. And then it, you, you see what you want, what you don't want, what you're willing to accept. And because it, it all starts with you until you look at yourself it's like looking in a mirror really doing a shadow work even accepting the dark parts of you because no one's perfect it all starts with just being honest with yourself yeah and your shadow self is needed to bring you into your light self you know you need that your shadow self actually is your your guide to your light because there can't be what is it in order to you know, you know what I'm saying. What am I trying Darkness, to say? There was darkness before light, and without yes. darkness, you would never notice the light. 
you would never notice the light. You can walk outside at night. If we walk outside in the daytime, the, the stars are still there. We can't see them. We can only see the stars when the sun has shifted to the other part of the earth. Exactly. All right. Um, thank you for joining me. This has been an amazing build. Um, I hope that this spoke to or resonates with someone. And again, this is a Sunday. We've completed another seven days. And I'm here every Sunday on Crystal Clear um, with my podcast. And if there's anyone out there who would like to join me, um, I'm thinking of doing once a month, having a guest on every fourth show. Um, please inbox me or if you're my friend on Facebook or you can find me on Instagram under Oasis of Infinity and we can arrange to have you join me. Thank you again, Sequoia, and we will be having you back on. My pleasure and I look forward to it. All right. You have a great week, a, a great uh, and and uh, love to you and your healing energy. And I uh, wish you the best. Thank you. Peace, love and light. Peace. All right, family. Good morning and peace to the family. I know it's been a while. It's been a while. I have been uh, starting a, a lot of new projects. And just had a lot going on, but I did miss everyone. And I know that you missed me, but here we are. I'm back. And today, Sunday, I started a little early because um, that was one of my problems, which is why I miss so many of uh, Sundays, is I've been traveling to the flea market and, um, you know, uh, marketing my crystal jewelry to the world. So um, that takes a little bit of time. So, <clears throat> and um, I just had to get up earlier to start. So here I am. I made it. It was a battle because <laughs> I didn't want to get out of bed, but I'm here. So um, the Oracle card we're starting off with today that I picked from the deck is a spiritual strength okay and i'm going to um, give an explanation of the card to the best of my ability uh what stood out to me uh is the number nine and uh i again i'm big on numbers uh uh tesla was huge on a number system as well um and the number system uh, being the three, the six, and the nine. So, um, and he would start over, you know, as he would go three, six, nine, he would start over three, six, nine. So here we are, uh, nine here, which for me is a level of completion in my thought process. Now, I know that I've spoken before about the number seven as being um, a, a number of completion by week right um and i still stick to that but this here is a different level of completion um this is completion as far as um a higher energy or a higher frequency that's better said a higher frequency 
um, of completion, right? And the, the card here, it basically has uh, the color green here is in the, this card. And it's um, it's a level of meditation, meditation that is happening here in the, the um, card. And also um, the person, they're meditating with their hands and eyes closed, but it looks like their higher self is also meditating but he's holding the 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 uh, ceiling above him as if it's going to come down and and crash and so the meaning behind this card is um you know you get to points in your life where you feel like you can't go on and at that point that is when you need to push your hardest, you know, even though you feel tired, you feel weary, you don't feel like going anymore. That's usually when you're going to have your breakthrough and when you need to press the hardest, right? It's almost like I recently started back um, exercising at the gym since all of these uh, mandates have been lifted and we're able to I guess, live what is the new norm for us. And, you know, when you're in the gym, you're working out and you you get to that point where you just feel like, oh, I just can't, I can't, I can't, I need to stop, you know, especially like if you're on a treadmill. And at that point, you break out in a sweat. And once that sweat pours down your face, it's like you have a renewed energy and you can continuously go. So just imagine if you had to stop when you start feeling like you couldn't push past that point, you would have never, um, you know, released that stress, that, that, that cleansing that needed to happen, um, by way of sweat being released from your body and then felt renewed so that you could complete your, um, workout. So this card is, is pretty much saying the same thing, you know, in life, we are going to get to a lot of points. I mean, we can all agree that these lockdowns and COVID pushed us all to the limit to where we felt like we couldn't go anymore, but here we are, here we are, we're still here. And many of us came out bigger and better Mentally, I'm not going to say physically because I know we all gained a couple pounds, but uh, mentally and that mental was needed in order like, you know, to, to, to say, let me get up and go to the gym, you know, let me get up and uh, uh, get back on this freeway for those of us that started to travel to work or, you know, uh, let me my i it started first in my mind where i was able to say okay um my children are going to be going back into school if they are or if they've stayed home for those of us who are homeschooling we still had to have the mentality of now homeschooling our children with a different curriculum cuz all of their curriculums changed from the covid curriculum to post-COVID while we were also working, right? So it took a level of mental first. We had to think it first in order to be able to to 
to place action to our thoughts, right? And so again, you know, spiritual strength, that is a strength that comes from within. It, it, it's, it's, you know, um, when we, when we pray, when we pray to God or when we meditate or, um, whatever our, um, our, our source of, of direction comes from, it, it takes a level of, of mental discipline and, and, to be able to even execute those types of behaviors, right? In order to receive, that is what we are seeking during meditation and during prayer. So again, uh, you know, we, we're all pushed to a certain limit, but we cannot allow those limits to um, get the best of us, right? Because that's usually when you are going to uh, meet your be, uh, be uh, met with your breakthrough. So, yeah, when I when I look at the card, you know, spiritual strength, strength, and it looks like there's like a halo over around the card that I've never noticed before. So there's like a purple halo around the. Um, individual or the person who's meditating. And so spiritual strength is just strength in knowing that, um, you know, with each step you're going to be met with. It's like when you send out a certain energy or when you send out a prayer, when you pray, or when you send out a certain energy into the atmosphere, um, it is met with, you know, it's felt and it's, and it's received and you're in, it's, it's sent back to you that as to what you put out. Right. So even though you, you may feel like you're, you're at your weakest point, um, you want to keep in mind to always, um, Keep hope alive. I don't know why that came to me, but, you know, keep hope alive because if when you keep your mind in that higher frequency, um, you'll be you'll be met with a higher frequency versus if you're thinking, you know. If you're thinking more of I, I try not to use negative, but I guess that's the word that's coming to me. Um, if you have a negative thought process, right? Um, because we can easily talk ourselves out of, of, of something of a good situation and we can easily talk ourselves into a better situation. But again, we, we gotta be strong in knowing that, uh, you know, I, I'm so, it's so early, you guys. I'm losing my train of thought. Um, we have to be strong in knowing that and confident in knowing that, you know, we got to stay on the path, right? You, you stay on the path. If you, if you get off of the path, then you're lost and it takes more time to find your way back to your path. And then you've lost time. So, we got to keep our keep strength in knowing that keep pushing forward um regardless of how
how things may look. And I, I know a lot of you say, well, I just don't know what things look like on the other side. Okay, that's a level of fear. And everything is, is not uh, is not designed for us to know. There's, you know, you, you got to have a level of faith. And we all, you know, many of us come from Christian backgrounds. So we know about faith. And, you know, having faith, it doesn't require knowing. You just got to have faith. And that requires a level of strength in knowing that, you know, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. And this is what is going to come to me. Okay. So again, um, this has to, this message has to resonate with someone. Cause again, these cards, when I pull them, it's like the energy of whatever needs to be received out there. So again, um, spiritual, spiritual strength. Um, a lot of us are going back, uh, to inside the church, right? And we know that, um, or inside our spiritual meetings with, um, whoever we congregate with. And a lot of us know, you know, going from zoom to actually going face to face with people again, that requires a level of strength as well. You know, people, uh, energy, you know, when you meet people face to face and, and versus when you're over the phone or over a zoom with them, it's a completely different, um, arena. So, you know, just going back into the buildings is also bringing about a level of <laughs> having to ground yourself and, you know, uh, not be overtaken by others, uh, attitudes or their energy, right? Cause a lot of times, um, people, have a tendency of kind of throwing you off because their energy is thrown off. But we have to have um, grounding and strength in knowing that, okay, you know, I'm here for a bigger purpose, which has nothing to do with these people. And it has everything to do with my journey and my path that I'm on. And just, again, it, it starts in the mind. Just have strength in knowing that, there's a bigger picture and it's it and we're all at the place that we need to be at this is where we're supposed to be so when you feel like oh i i'm not supposed to be here or this happened and look at my situation no it's called a lesson to be to be learned and we're all in the place that we need to be in at the current moment to learn whatever lesson we need to learn in order to move to the next level, which will require spiritual strength. You, you, you got to have strength within and knowing that, you know, this is what I need to be doing. I need to have this conversation with this person right now for whatever reason to get me to my next level. Um, I need to be dealing with this difficult situation because this situation is going to teach me how to deal with another difficult situation, right? Because it's, it's a level of leveling up and it's like a video game. You can't level up until your mission is accomplished or until you pass that level. And usually, I'm going to take this back to, I'm, I'm revealing my age. When I was a kid and we played Mario Brothers, 
at the end, there was always a challenge. Like we had to save the queen. We had to like throw fireballs at this like dragon. And once we defeated the dragon, because that was our goal on that mission, the queen ran to us. She was happy. We saved her and we moved on to the next mission. And when we entered the next mission, guess what? The queen wasn't with us again. She had got captured again. Now we didn't see her get captured, but somewhere along the line, she got captured and we had to go in and complete another mission, fight another little dragon or whatever he was. I don't know. A dinosaur. He looked like a dinosaur too, didn't he? In order to move on to the next mission, right? So that's basically what is going on. And, and we need to have strength in knowing that, you know, it's a constant battle. It's a constant learning. It's a constant change of powers. Um, and we just got to stay on our path, the one that's designed for us. All right, so I'm at 15 minutes, and unfortunately, I know I sound like I didn't wake up until the 15 minutes. However, I feel like the message that needed to be delivered, you know, sometimes I start off slow, but when I finish, I feel like I finish with um, getting out to the family, you know, what needs to be heard at the current moment. All right, so today was a short one, but um, again, uh, I am going to practice what I preach in spiritual strength and uh, move with the strength to continue my um, weekly uh, podcast again because, you know, I really enjoy it. It feeds my soul and I know it feeds many of my listeners. All right, you all have a nice uh, Sunday and we will tap back in in seven days. Peace.